0: Hello, my name is Nia Marie, and you are listening to the Inky Comet. Creation in my life has often been closely tied to expressing and escaping pain. However, as I've grown in love especially, it is clear that for the creator in me to grow, the process must be rooted in something deeper and more beautiful than pain to truly exalt spirit. In this episode, hear from Antoinette, Shalise, and Vika as we go beyond the pain. And so you know that me relaunching and doing the inky comet has definitely been like a years long process um since i've moved cross country and i i think a lot of that has is due to the fact that you know i was moving from a place of like really just hurting and reflecting i think on my personal draw uh, my personal history and my pain and trauma and you know moving to a place of thriving you know and not necessarily Um, reflecting on the pain of my past. And with that, though, I've realized that so much of me as an artist has been fueled by my pain. Mm -hmm. And the shift has been in terms of like, how do I create? How do I get the motivation and the inspiration to create when I'm not sad? And I don't know about you, but it's definitely been something that has made me like, I feel like the sadness of not being able to create almost made me sad enough to create Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I'm just struggling with it and so I don't know I'm just like wondering as a creative do you like is your like is your creativity is your inspiration does it come from a like a hurt place as well or like where is you when do you find yourself the most creative
1: um another good question (laughs) and (laughs) and now that like I'm a freelancer and trying to figure out how i could be how i could like hone in on the different ways that i'm creative i'm processing that whole thought as we speak because i don't there's a point where i didn't even know what it meant to create for myself like i was always creating for other purposes other than like mine and i kind of lost yeah. what what that sense of purpose was you know and mm-hmm. I think I think for me up to, up until this point, my driving factor was just this lofty goal that I had that has shifted of like kind of like having a stable position in the media industry as like an editor or a writer or something, and then like the the long term goal of me wanting to write books and things like that you know I think that was it and I knew from a very young age that I wanted to be a journalist and so I have, I've just been laser focused ever since I was like nine and then it wasn't until I finished grad school and I was waiting to hear back from like my first full-time job that I ended up moving to New York for where I was like, okay, I finished all this stuff, what's next?
0: <laughs> <laughs> all of my boxes are checked. What yeah, are, <laughs> like,
1: yeah. And, and then even like a year or two into my job, I was like, hmm this is cute, but what's next, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like that kind of definitely was a motivating factor. And then once I got hit with that, I was, I, I was like, lost. I definitely felt lost and I kind of still do, but I kind of yeah. feel like that I'm, I'm taking that energy into experimenting again and kind of going back to what I used to do for fun when I was writing, when I was on the internet scouring through culture stuff. Um, so just kind of like going kind of starting over again that's like when I find myself the most creative and also not putting so much pressure on myself because I definitely did that and I, and I yeah. definitely realized that that's unhealthy like you can't it's cool it's cool to you know have a little bit of that but I definitely OD'd on, yeah. on, on pressure
0: And I think another point that you really brought up that that is really great is also like being able to create for other people and that being so easy for us. You know, like Mm -hmm. I just think about like that is even, that's such a worker mindset, right? Like I I can turn this on for somebody else. Like, you know, Jeff always tells me about like, it's easy for you to work for somebody else, but it's different, it's different, it's difficult, when you are transitioning and you're like working solely for yourself, because like mm-hmm. when you phrase it that way, I've been hella creative in all of my jobs, You know, yeah, but, like same. always flowing with ideas at work. And mm-hmm. then it's just like at the end of the day, you know, I think when it's just like, when it, when I'm creating for me, I guess it's better to clarify, like after you kind of shared your thought, like creating for me is easiest when I'm like in hurting and pain, like, cause it's soothing. But mm-hmm. you no, know, to be honest, I'm like, I'm not feeling that type of, sadness that I was and I'm like glad that I've taken you know steps in my life to really you know um to make that better but I I, for me it's been a real thing in terms of like how can I be creative and having joy that I want to share rather than trying to create joy for myself and I feel like it's just like a very slight mindset shift
1: right and what what are some things that that you have to like reckon with yourself to be able to move forward in that regard
0: um, I think that there is like, be- my, I think that there is story, there's so much more and beyond pain, you know, like I think that is the biggest, than my like personal pain, like I think there's just so many really just the recogni- recognition and just like, you know, the acceptance and really creating space for myself mm. that, you know, that that recognition of, you know, my life can be so much greater and bigger than these hard and difficult moments. Mm -hmm. and really of a place of, like, ownership and wanting to create the life that I want to live in terms of, like, instead of, like, fighting to survive the one that I am living. Like, I really reflect back. I was on, um, on my Instagram, I was looking at this, like, picture that I'd taken on one day when I just, like, went swimming before work one day. And it was just, like, it was a real moment for me. It was a real shift this summer when I was, like, you know, I'm not the person that I was anymore. Like, I really am in so many ways, like, living my dreams and in such a great place. Mm. And, you know, even for the sake of my ancestors, you know, for the sake mm. of my grandmother, you know, like I need to enjoy this and I need to be able to create. Like I think creation is like one of the highest forms of expression in, of life, you know, yeah. and that should be done in happiness and in joy as well as in sadness and pain, you know.
1: And I t- I'm totally with you on that. And, and it's crazy because, you know, I also recently launched a creative agency with like um get so a girl four, four other yeah four <laughs> other black <laughs> women and um we also released a video concept where we talked to our moms and my main thing with that is that like, I was always wondering like how is my mom going to react to this video and ever since we went live with it she's pretty much been watching it almost every day but there's like one, one there was one day where we where she called me about it and she was like you know I don't even know who you are anymore. But like, she didn't say that in a bad way. And I think- Oh my gosh,
0: that's powerful.
1: Yeah. And it it just kind of goes back to what you were just saying too. Like, you're not the same person that you were before. And I kind of feel like in this short time that I've been a young professional, and now that like, I'm a whole business owner and trying to be a freelancer and like creating things and sharing stories in in a very like sensitive and nuanced way, that that's part of the process, like just realizing that there is going to be shifts in terms of like how you grow and how you see yourself and how even other people see yourselves too. It's like you're getting to know yourself all over again. Yeah, for and sure. in, and in turn, I feel like that's part of the creative process too. So,
0: no, that's man. I'm just thinking about that for your mom. Um, yeah, she's elder. Like, <laughs> No, but it's true. Like, can you imagine mm-hmm. being like a parent? Like, you, you have this little person that, like, is in front of you through all of your craziness, you know? And then mm-hmm. they, like, go off to college. And in our in our cases, go off to different states. So we have these transformative experiences. And then, like, really just go off and live their lives. And you're like, wow, who are you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the foundation of who you are is there. But, yeah, girl, thank God for
1: growth. <laughs> I know. And you're the youngest in your family, right? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Before. Me too. So I'm, a, I'm the youngest of three. So it's like, you already know how that is. Like, you're, you're yes. always going to be seen <laughs> as the baby. And when you're out here doing big girl things, they're like, always, um they're like, what? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so I think you kind of answered this, but I'm curious, what is the purpose of the process of
0: creativity in your life? Like, beyond it being your profession? Mm.
1: Yeah, I just think I've realized more and more that it's one and the same with who I am. Like, it's no mm-hmm. longer, it's not just what I do, you know? Yep. And, and it's not yeah. just about me writing or me editing. It's just me kind of, like, soaking in the stories that I hear from people, like, the stories that I hear from my family, how important it is for us to tell our own stories as a Black people, as, a Bla- as Black women. Like, that is, that is literally what I feel like I'm called to do. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those, like it's one of those gut feeling instinctual things for me that makes sense
2: and I think I think
1: what I'm what I'm what I'm processing is like how do I actually do a better job of sharing it of actually developing it because all that is nice and all but I'm I'm definitely struggling with self-doubt sometimes and even just like being in my head too much so all all of that (laughs) makes you not able to do the work like it's paralyzing so I think just for me reminding myself of what that purpose is is just as much of work than actually doing it
2: do I find myself most creative? Um, I am a routine-based person, which I think is exasperated by this COVID-19 pandemic. I've had Mm -hmm. to stick to routine even more so to maintain some form of sanity as well as just normalcy in general. And I found that um, I'm the type of person that gets creative or creative drives and short bursts of energy and it comes like throughout the day but uh, what helps me the most is doing my morning pages it's from a book called the artist way they say to write three pages every single morning i choose to do it as soon as i open my eyes and wake up because the thoughts already start to ruminate and then i start to wonder about like what do i need to do today and all these other things that may or may not matter may or may not be relevant So I start to write everything down and it kind of helps me flesh out um, kind of the process of what I want to do for the day, as well as any like sticky and like unconscious feelings or thoughts that I have there. And that frees up my mind to focus on things that I want to do throughout the day. So I I find that it's mostly like in short bursts throughout the day. Um, But there are definitely like areas of like, if I'm, um, if I'm mindfully consuming cannabis, like, that that would lead to some spark of um, create, creativity for me. Or um, even in conversations, like, before we started recording, we started having conversations just catching up with one another. And we were able to, like, rip off of each other and get into all these different topics. These types of jolts help me... Uh, Feel even more creative they lead to other thoughts in other areas and the way that my mind works I see I tend to see the intersection between things that people or I've noticed that other people don't always see um, and th- those types of those types of situations definitely help me be more creative it's not just a singular a, a singular um, for me it it happens even more so when I'm engaging with other people who may have similar or different thoughts to me.
0: Yeah do you feel like your routine helps to like keep you balanced I'm just wondering because you mentioned earlier about being like a very routine person um, mm-hmm. I'm just curious like how does what does that what does that function in your creativity because I feel like routine for me I'm like I fight against routine and I'm mm-hmm. learning as I get older that some routines are good and it's good to have routines in art in our lives
2: yes um I, i think it's being uh okay so i'm looking at all the things here in my room and i have a habit tracker right next to me and it has things like making my bed and stretch and meditating and all of these things i also think that it is something that has to do with personality type um yeah i i would love to create something in the future that i call floppy disk right now um, because there's like, I'm, it's still like the rudimentary version of it. I, eventually, I'll get to like a CD, and then eventually <laughs> it'll be, like a USB drive. But yeah. this floppy disk that I keep imagining has things like your um, your natal chart, what's your human design type. Um, what's your personality type, what's your communication type, what's your love language, all of these different areas help you understand more about yourself as a person. And I Mm. think that once you start to understand these different areas and mechanisms within yourself, you're able to then pinpoint better well, when is the best time for me to be inspired? Is it early morning? Is it late in the evening? Having routines and being able to record them specifically for me helps me to be able to track my own progress and see um, in real time, I'm a physical and digital planner type of person. And it helps me to be able to see in real time, well, when are my ebb and flows? When am I like, I need a nap now or, I feel a lot more energetic at this moment, or even sometimes like I ate something and it has an energetic effect on me and that affects my creativity. I don't think of it as just um, even being able to engage with one person or multiple people and um, finding some form of inspiration that leads to creativity from that, or even just my routine itself. I think it's a a holistic manner. It's, yeah. it's everything. It's everything that I eat. It's what I do during the day. It's the intentions that I set. It's what I meditate on. It affects how I feel. It affects my, my out view. It affects my perception about the things that I'm enduring. And that these all kind of like intertwine to me. Once again, I, I tend to see all of these intersections in these, in these different um, sectors or areas of my life and how they affect me. And I choose to look at it holistically.
0: Have you always been that way, or do was there ever a point where like your creativity wasn't so intertwined and balanced like that feels like that's very aspirational for me I really like <laughs> that you know what I mean <laughs> because I'm just thinking like personally I think I as, why this episode is, is the pain that drove you is that you know my early experience with early experiences with creativity and just being in creative expression was rooted in like pain and just need to you know sh- express and get that off my chest
1: mm-hmm. and so just
0: like and you know as I've grown as a person it's shifted now and I feel like it is to that point of like you know, I was, uh, what is the balance of life, you know, and the ebbs and something that is, you know, more encompassing of the ebbs and flows. So that's mm-hmm. what your, your, your process is very
2: aspirational. I'm like, oh, should I always do that? <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. It's, it's still a work in progress for me every day. Um, I, before I even like really answer, I had this thought that what if this, and especially once again, everything that we're currently enduring as a society feels very surreal. And when you look at movies, every like major Thing tends to take place in new york
1: and, uh, girl, and like dang girl, it in new
2: york.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait can we Why pause can we put a pin in that real quick since i moved yeah. here i'm always like damn like this would be a terrible place i mean like new york is like the number one hot spot for anything for everything mall, and everything here we are on. and i was here like this are. would happen while i live here after this mm-hmm. like i'm a true new yorker though like i feel and like yeah, living through wait. this this is You're this is gonna be either. my
2: badge this is my story yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Definitely. Continue. Just to interject. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it feels very surreal in some sense. So I started to think, well, what if my waking life is actually the dream? And when I am I'm, I'm asleep and dreaming, mm. that's actually reality. So then how can I strive towards everything that almost seems impossible during my waking life? it took a, it's a daily choice for me to look at life that way. Um, It's Mm -hmm. our perceptions that we have that influence how we interact with other people, the choices and decisions that we make. And I definitely was not like this (laughs) maybe five years ago. I had some seedlings, perhaps. I definitely have been doing morning pages for over six to seven years at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and that has not even been truly consistent. But every day I have to wake up and say like, Oh, I'm choosing to do this. Like I'm choosing my perception. I'm choosing to do this thing because I feel as though, or I've seen historically, this is the effect that it has on me. And um, I'm not, I I hate kind of like simplistic anecdotal advice around things. I don't feel like it's realistic and is actionable for people to follow through with, but it's kind of like, if you, want something, then every single day, you have to make a choice on what you will do towards that end. If I want to be more creative in this area, then what what am I going to do today? What types of exercises am I going to do today that I think may spark creativity? Is it watching anime? Is it interacting with someone? Is it uh, exercising? Is it meditation? And we all have different um, things that make us tick. And so it's it's making a conscious choice every single day. And I'm now getting to a space coming on to like my 30th year of life where I'm like, okay, I, I've been around the track a few times, like every single year I'm going I've gone around the track of life. And at this point I keep seeing the same things, like either the same people or similar situations. And I'm like, Oh, I can choose different. Like now I'm yeah. conscious and aware of, all of these different things that are happening or my reactions or my responses to them and I can just choose differently this time like let's see what happens
0: <laughs> yeah no for sure and it's so crazy too like we're not crazy but I think building off that just the patterns that we have in our own lives like I've mm-hmm. often heard it they, they are experiences being cyclical and that like we will confront similar issues at different points mm-hmm. and they will just like meet us at the stage that we're at so it's like mm-hmm. it's interesting because like I've already gone and I've I've addressed this thing but then like I'm now addressing it as a different person you know what I mean Mm because it is now like come up in a different way
2: right Um, and your perception and your understanding of whatever that thing or situation is has changed or grown and you can choose to respond differently and you see what the repercussions are or what the ripple effects are of that
0: yeah for sure so I guess I'm curious what is the purpose of all of, of your creativity like I, I I I'm wondering if it, your creativity is linked closely with the work that you choose to do, or mm-hmm. if you see creativity more more or
2: less just like a way to live. Um, I would say both. And on one end, uh, I've been a lot more mindful of doing things with love lately. And I, I know, sure. even when I listen to myself, I'm like, I probably sound <laughs> like a hippie to lots of different people. But in reality, um, love, at least to me, is a vibration. And yeah. it's a vibration that makes me feel good. When I choose to do more things with love or more things consciously, and that it can be even mundane tasks like how can I sweep the floor with love and that's it's kind of like well how do I do that or how does that even make sense well I realize that when I sweep the floor then my space is clean and when my space is clean my mind feels clear and that's that in itself means that it's an act of self-love so when I'm doing this I choose to play music and that music will put me in a in a great mind state and then that mind state helps me to like uh I, I don't once again, I, I just, I don't look at it all as separate Uh, creativity in my life flows in different ways. Um, I can find a different way to brush my teeth today. (laughs) And (sighs) it, and that may be creativity on some smaller scale, but in a large part, it does affect the work that I do. Um, I have a, a, I'm a career professional in an accounting, um, in accounting and finance that has been my background for the last almost 10 years now. And at this point, I'm going through a career transition. Um, in the last three years, I've been working in the legal cannabis industry. And at this point in my life, I decided to take the, the leap and to transition into mental health counseling, which I feel mm-hmm. like is just more aligned with yeah. me, my personality, um, I love to listen. I love to have these types of conversations. Uh, So it it affects the work that I do in cannabis because this is such a, it's a, an emerging industry in a time where we haven't had new industries for centuries. It feels like
0: for sure. And
2: our generation has the ability, especially as people of color to shape the way that we want corporations to be run in this industry We were just talking about the way that capitalism is is currently affecting um, all of America and how we are being treated from government to civilians. Well, in this emerging industry, what the possibilities are literally endless, as well as um, referring to the commodity optimization of the hemp plant and how we can make it into tens of thousands of different types of materials, from that raw material of hemp, we can make cars or we can make clothes or furniture and all these different things or medicine. Um, and a lot of my time, a lot of the times I speak to different clients around the areas that they want to take their businesses. And that re- that requires not only my own uh, expertise in business development, but then also creativity in seeing what can be for this industry. In my accounting work, I don't necessarily feel like it always applies. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of just cut and dry in what I do there. But I am, I, I choose to look at accounting as like, how can I make this more fun? Um, not only for myself <laughs> when I'm doing the task, but then even for my clients, because they hire me because they need someone to explain to them what is actually happening in their yeah. in their ledgers. And so I find creative ways as in, Um, what are analogies that I can use to explain what's currently happening that makes it a lot more relatable to this person in this sector, in this industry. And I find that a lot of my clients are very happy with that mainly because I'm making it digestible to them. I'm not speaking in accounting jargon. And um, even in the kind of like budding mental health field, currently I'm just reading all of these like journals (laughs) (laughs) about all, um, about mental health and how it impacts communities of color or children. And um, it's kind of like a lot of required reading that's needed for the program that I'm pursuing. And it's still, it's still, um, when it comes to, um, guiding or assisting people with their own mental health journey, I think that looking at a problem from a different lens and from different angles allows people to uh, perceive their problems or perceive their issue or perceive that trauma differently. And that requires some form of imagination and creativity on my end. Mm -hmm. I uh, I can be talking to someone and um, they will say, Oh, like in our first sessions, like, I I don't like this room. Like this room is stuffy. It's, it's little and it's sad. Am I being perceptive in that moment of what that person is actually trying to communicate with me? Because it, to me, it sounds like, Oh, well then, how about we just have our therapy session outside in the park Yeah, where you feel a lot more comfortable and you're not just sitting across from me in, in this room um, that, that requires a bit more insight and, to me, um, a little spark of creativity in how can I get this person to, to open up or feel comfortable with me that we can start to dig into the deeper issues or topics that they're actually here for.
0: We, as I think people of color, especially Black people, we need people who are look, leaning into understanding our perspective and not just like mm-hmm. prescribing healing for us right mm-hmm. <laughs> like that it's like a co-creative process and not something that was like
2: i am diagnosing you this is, what is wrong and the fact that it was that it even had the ability to not be co-creative is problematic
0: girl <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and that's even a whole in that other word, conversation exactly <laughs> but even in that word it's co-creative co-creative yeah. we're we're, yes. we're both utilizing um we're both utilizing creativity in towards this shared goal, which is yeah. how do you leave feeling a little bit better or having a different understanding of whatever it is than before you walked into this room? Mm-hmm.
3: So I think the part that really resonated with me from your question was the last part of your sentence, which is the process must be rooted in something deeper, more beautiful than pain to truly exalt spirit. And I think similarly to you in my journey, like I've really, pain has always motivated me. Like I've lived a lot of life in my short time on earth and a lot of it has been in learning how to deal with pain and how to transmute it. And I feel like that's now become even more clear about like how deeply tied that is to my creative process. And I think the turning point for me really happened a couple years ago when I moved from California to Boston at the time. And I had like written out a list, like a manifestation intention list. And a couple months later, I looked at the list again and I had gotten like everything on the list. I'm not sure if I shared this with you or not, but like I had gotten everything that I wanted on the list. And I had this weird moment. Like I looked at the list, I had gotten all the things on the list and then I got really like angry. Like I was getting really hot and really upset and flushed and I couldn't, like I was kind of looking at myself being like, what the fuck is you doing? What is going on with you right now? Like you should be happy, you should be joyous, you should feel like you're right on track. And I was thankfully very gentle with myself in working through and understanding that the reason I think that my response to getting all of those things was that I had never really experienced that before. And part of my mm. body's like defense mechanism was anger because when I'm angry, I think clearer for me personally, I think clearer and I'm like very, like I have all the energy in the world to get it done. Cause that's, what's motivating me. And I was like, shit, yo, like joy, joy is not a burden. Yeah. Joy shouldn't be a burden. And I shouldn't be angry with myself for not knowing how to receive joy. Cause it was such an unfamiliar feeling for me. Like, mm. mind you, this list of things that I had written was not just like getting things done. It was like dreams, like lofty <laughs> dreams. Yeah. and I've been so excited. I got my dream job at the time. I was in like a happy relationship at the time. I had all the things that I wanted. Like I should have been joyous, but I wasn't. And I think for me, a big part of that was learning how to, move through the pain of trying to rework and reprogram my response to joy and my response to being motivated by something that isn't pain being motivated by something that isn't self deprecation or <laughs> masochism yeah. You know what I mean like but really being like okay being gentle with myself and being loving with myself and caring with myself and so I realized that in the work that I since did from that, I think it took me like a year and a half, honestly, to work on my relationship with joy to get to a better part. I realized also, and this is the part that fucked me up, girl. (laughs) 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 Part of the reason why I think that I wasn't as joyous is because I had built up that list and that joy on something at the root that was like a little bit of a cavity.
2: Mm, At the root, it was a little
3: bit of an inauthenticity. At the root, it was a little bit of, "Mm, this wasn't actually my dream. This wasn't actually the life I wanted. This wasn't actually the job I wanted. This actually isn't the relationship I want. And in some way, I had built up this narrative that said that I should be happy, therefore, because I have all those things. But actually, my body knew that I wasn't actually, it couldn't keep lying to itself. Like, it couldn't pretend to be joyous if I got the things I didn't actually want. Um, and so now I have just like a bigger, much deeper regard for authenticity, especially within my creative process. Like Ooh, girl, the more that that has blossomed and bloomed for me, I realize that the work that I do for Sacred Blooming, it's directly tied to my well-being and there's nothing like you can't clock in and do this yeah. type of work because for me, creativity is the direct line to spirit. It's the direct connection and source to spirit. Like it's how they speak to you. You're co-creating with the universe. Nothing that we create is just out of our own design. It's part of our purpose. It's part of what spirit and you, what I in spirit, let me say, what we decided, okay, this is what we're going to put out into the world when I come down and have this human experience. So all of that to say that my creativity is really rooted in being truthful with myself. And that's not always being happy. It's not always being joyous. It's just about being honest And honoring that honesty in the moment to create the art.
0: Oh, speak, girl. That is so good. (laughs) That resonates so, that's just so good. Like all of that, the honesty of it, right? Because it's not always gonna, it's not also gonna always be joy, right? In the same way that it wasn't always painful. Like, and it's it's just that having given yourself that flexibility. And it's so interesting. I think what's so similar, and I feel like how I felt and how I had a similar moment, I guess it felt more of, a mental health crisis, (laughs) rather than than like a crisis and not being able to create. But it was this moment where You know, I had been searching for a job for so long, and I was so nervous because I needed to find this job, and I got this, like, what felt like a dream job, and all these other great things were happening, and I feel like it was in this moment where I was, like, really struggling the most, and I'm like, how am I struggling at this point when I am, like, have achieved the things, and I'm having a difficult time being gracious in this, you know, and I think that was the part for me that is what I think was the most reveal, like was the moment when I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like the fact that gratitude is not my automatic response. I mean, right. there, I, I need to do some work and like being able to dive, I don't know, to heal what you like to your point, that cavity that is spoiling this moment, that cavity that is like making me jump when I bite down on my tooth wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just like, honestly how it felt. And I think that authenticity is so it's just so, I I appreciate that so much. And I think for me, just that balance, I feel like in my creativity of what is mine, what is mine that I create for myself to share for myself, you know, and like really is just for the sake of creation, for the sake of like spirit work, whatever you want to call it. What is the, the difference, I guess, rather, in what I create for the consumption of other people really to share and exalt something that I feel like God, the universe spirit has put on my heart to share and that balance and being able to navigate those two for me, has been something that I've also just been exploring. My create my creative journey I really started, but from a young age, I was always writing in journals and stuff. And in college, in high school, rather, there used to be like these open mics, and I would always like sing and write these like read these sad poems that I wrote. You know, <laughs> that was like when I was like, oh, I can really really create and do some things with this. And you know, that was good at that time. And even th- when I think about like older episodes of Inky Comet, like I needed to do that at that time. But some of those things I could I could have processed more more privately and as i got grown and matured i think that in and in, in how i create is knowing and being able to tell and navigate what and who you are creating for and the, it, it, it's like also a thing girl <laughs> Girl, you know what that hits the, it hits it in on the head
3: in the sense of I had to learn this discernment as well and I misunderstood that's it discernment that's the word discernment yeah, I Misunderstood this for such a long so you know I got to give an astrological perspective that I'm talking about, <laughs> but some Aries, right Aries Thelium means that I have a lot of Aries in my chart in predominant placements. so the way that I love the way that I communicate, and the way that I feel emotionally and deal with emotions is all with Aries energy.
0: <laughs> ah. oh <my. laughs> Wait, you are a combination of my sisters. How have I never realized this? My is are Pisces and the others is Aries. This oh is crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> this is why i love you so imagine
3: your sisters just like in in one head all of the time That's oh overwhelming <laughs> overwhelming kidding. like part is overwhelmed the other part is like shut the fuck up like it's just such <laughs> a lot of important. um but i had to learn discernment because my love and as you know this and receiving love in our friendship like it can be overwhelming it's a lot like when i'm passionate about something when i'm excited about something when i love something like it is <laughs> like i love you
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like love you
3: and so i had to realize that when i was in certain relationships or with certain people whatever connection it may be if they didn't know how to receive that connection if they didn't know how to receive that level of intensity within love it didn't mean that there was anything wrong with me like it wasn't on me it was yeah. on them but at my time and my misunderstanding of the situations like i would try to change and shape shift to be less of like what that intensity was and more fitting to what it needs to be for them. But what I'm finding within this discernment of, it's, it's not about them. And because yeah. it's a co-creation with the universe, every time I put their needs over spirit's needs, it's a dishonoring of that contract. It's disrespect to spirit. So whenever I got into a mindset where I'm like, okay, what do I need to put out for people or what's creating for them? You know, you're talking about this point of creating for yourself versus creating for other people. I think whenever I'm creating for other people and I'm looking more to satisfy what they are looking for, or my idea of what they're looking for versus really tapping into what the co-creation with spirit says to provide them, I know that I've stepped too far because again, it's never about them. The people who are meant to serve, to, to receive your message, they will. And if this is, I call this vessel work, like it's really not, not that it's not me because it's coming through me. So part of it yeah. is me. It's really that I'm, I'm using myself as a vessel for what spirit wants to have out into the world. And it can't be then about the receiving ends opinion. <laughs> like, it yeah. can't be. and that is really frustrating. Or, or I would say really challenging when, you know, spirit puts it on your heart to say something that doesn't vibe with the image you've created for yourself
0: yeah girl and also Mm -hmm. even like the pressure of marketing right the pressure of being successful through your art like not even not to minimize it even more but I think when I when I think about myself just in terms of like when I'm trying to figure out what my what my voice will be it's also thinking like trying to struggle with okay this is what the mission of what this is and this is like how i feel like these are the conversations we need to have and these are the things that i feel like people want to talk about you know and like these are the conversations that people feel more comfortable these are the conversations that won't get me in trouble and it's like but these are the conversations that we need to have this is what spirit is telling me to so it's also just thinking through i just that that balance there that you're talking about that struggle i is something that i definitely struggle with like it's one that i you know resonate with at least. you know my
3: mantra that i used for that and this, this came to me before I birthed Sacred Blooming, um, this like little loop in my head kept going on and it just kept saying death to the spiritual ego and when Girl. I like, really broke down what that meant is I think a lot of times within like spiritual work, within like revolutionary work, within just like work that doesn't fit corporate America, really work that's more tied to healing and to wholeness and to wellness that type of work, people can glorify it because Mm. you are, especially if it resonates. Like if I'm channeling something from spirit for somebody and it resonates, they're looking at me as if I'm like something more special than just like the vessel that I am. I'm not trying to downgrade it. I'm just saying like people can really confuse um, messengers. Right. And I believe that we both are messengers. And for me personally, if this is my purpose and this is what I'm doing, which I believe that it is, I really have, I can't let a spiritual ego get in there. I can't just start doing things that are going to get me more likes. I, I can't do, because th- that's not honoring spirit. That's not honoring the work. And you can only get so far with a facade like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your the work is growing. Authenticity. <laughs> exactly. The, the success of your work is dependent on your authenticity. So if you're not being authentic, your work can't grow. And that's why yeah. they say that people, I can give the blueprint of sacred blooming to somebody. I can write down everything of how to do what I do, but it's not going to be the same because it's not me. Mm, it's going to be the same because it's not me. So knowing that and taking faith in that and trusting that you kind of give yourself permission and freedom to just breathe and to do your work more fluidly without this, Preoccupation of like, how is it going to be received? Because it doesn't matter how it's going to be received. Art is ever mutable, changing, and creativity is always going to have new meaning. It's about honoring your contract with spirit and creating what's in your heart to create. Because you know the feeling, you can't put it down, no matter how much you put things in front of it. It's going to start screaming at you, like, "I need to be in the world. Create me. Talk about me. Draw me. Whatever. (laughs) It's your responsibility. You know.
0: That's That's how I is like. No, all of that. I resonate with all of that. And I feel like I really struggled with that spiritual ego for a very long time, like to the point where it paused me, like I couldn't create, you know, like, I have this new logo now. I've had that logo for like six or seven months. And I've just paused because I needed, I've needed to do the work to really understand like, and to clarify what it is that I'm doing here. And so that it's not clouded by all of the outside stuff or all of these outside worry of like, oh, my image, my perception, all of those things. Like, no, that's not what we're here about. And I just think about like, and it's just so closely aligned with just like following your truth. And when, but when I think about what is possible when people just step out on faith and believe in themselves, it's like, it's incredible. And, and it like, it's, an, it's one of those things that I feel like we say, and it, and it sounds so easy to step out on faith. It sounds so easy to believe on, believe in yourself so much so that you will live out a dream, an idea that you have, that you will put so much energy into creating that, like that in of it sounds easy, but actually doing it is like much <laughs> more difficult. It's like, it, it, it takes so much more thought and process. And like, it's and I. The older I get, the more I realize that, like Vika, I want to spend my time doing what I love, what brings me joy. You know what I mean? And if oh, no, there's are, no other way. <laughs> there is no other way. But like that is and and again, speaking to privilege, that is not something that my ancestors have been able to do that's not even something that like people in my neighborhood are able to do at the same rate that I am you know what I mean and so it's like with this blessing in and of itself to live a life that I want to how could I not you know like it's kind of like somebody's gonna give this to you and you're not gonna use it because you're feeling guilty because you're feeling afraid of who might say what like no Mm -hmm. live your life and Mm -hmm. live your blessings and be grateful for them you know no
3: that's so (laughs) i i completely resonate so at the end of last year and i haven't really actually said this out loud (laughs) but you know a little bit of it yeah Um, it just made it really unbearable for me to not listen and so i decided to be brave and to do something that i think for all intents and purposes, if you read it on paper, it sounds a little mad, but it also sounds like that point in the person's story, like when they're already successful and they look back and i like, oh, that's the, the changing point. And I was very yeah. aware of that's what it felt like. But like I, I was, literally I got the job that my family wanted me to get. I was working at Harvard. I was doing the thing that they wanted me to do. I was living the life that they said would make me happy and I was completely miserable.
1: And so I quit
3: everything and I moved to Florida. (laughs) I said, "Fuck this!" (laughs) And I'm, you know, the world has shut down right now. But I'm in transition to be able to make my move to New Orleans, which is where Spirit said that they would like me to be. So I just feel like you have to trust yourself in these moments. And when you, when whenever I feel anxiety and fear, it's really when I stop and I allow outside influence to dictate. Mm. Like people are like. It doesn't look like you're working what are you doing on your instagram like it's not about that (laughs) don't worry about me if you don't bust back (laughs) (laughs) bust back (laughs) that's what i'm saying like if i'm not living within the stereotypical predictability of what people think i should be doing they have a comment about it and if i allow that comment to determine my path and journey i'm not going to get to where i need to go and furthermore it's not about reaching that goal like Mia, I have no doubt in my mind that we're both going to be successful in our own regard because we're not giving it another choice. But at the same time, like we have to enjoy who we're becoming along the way. It's not yeah. about the target. It's about who we become to sustain the, the stuff that we want once we get it. And so I'm just enjoying this process of becoming right now. Like God. I'm in a, an ever-changing state of becoming who I was yesterday. Girl, I'm not going to be tomorrow. And if you don't like that, if you want something more predictable, I'm not for you. And if, if, if I'm not for you, that's okay <laughs> with no hard feelings and no... Hello emotions. here. You know, the door is over there. But I you love you. God bless people.
0: you. <laughs>
3: bless like my no family. What this game is, about, bless your heart. Bless your heart and go around your way.
0: Thank you for listening to the Inky Comet. Be sure to check out the Inky Comet soundtrack on Spotify.